Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, where we shine the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, Red Stripe, Kyramed and Proven Investments Limited. Hello friends and listeners, welcome to the Impacting Jamaica podcast. My name is Shelly Ann Harris. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with academic powerhouse Dr. Sheldon Campbell about a topic that has and will no doubt continue to capture the world's attention and imagination. Dr. Campbell is the author of a new book, Maximizing Technology, a guide to using chat GPT and 250 other artificial intelligences to improve society. Dr. Campbell, welcome to Impacting Jamaica. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Now, to kick things off, let's help our listeners define for them AI. What is artificial intelligence? All right. So artificial intelligence or AI is basically when we create computer systems or machines that can do things that usually need human intelligence. This, this means they can learn, solve problems, recognize patterns, uh, understand what people are seeing, make decisions. Um, the idea is to make these systems think and act like humans to get different tasks done. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Your book is designed to unlock the incredible potential of AI and some of you write to talk about you being an AI enthusiast. Talk okay. to us about then the, the top three possibilities regarding AI that gets you excited. Okay, before before I talk about those three, I just want to just say, you know, right now there's this huge buzz, as you said in the introduction, uh, um, about ChatGPT, which is a natural language processing AI. And, you know, it, ChatGPT, the thing about it is it's designed to generate human-like text. And, you know, and because of that, you know, in terms of how we engage in conversations, that is how we would approach even an AI like ChatGPT, using it in various applications. So one of the things is um, a lot of persons recently, when they um, found out about ChatGPT and, you know, what it could do, they became excited. So that was one of the things. But let me jump, let me answer your question in terms of the three possibilities you know one of the, uh, the the first thing or i said one of the coolest things about ai and uh, you know a lot of us um you know if we look at what happens in maybe uh manufacturing you find that ai tends to automate things that are repetitive you know and what that what this means is you can spend more time focusing on the things which um in in terms of like creativity complex acts you know the more complex aspects of our work which uh, really can then mean that we could boost productivity and efficiency because the fact that it saves time. So that makes me excited. Um, maybe I'd need to give an example. So, um, for example, in say customer service, um, an AI chatbot can handle routine um, customer inquiries. And we see more and more businesses in Jamaica are using chatbots for things like that. So the point is we have the the AI is doing that kind of stuff so that we can focus on, as I said, the more complex things. And um, yeah, so that would be the first um, thing that gets me excited, this so idea of, go ahead. The first thing would be automation and just getting routine done automatically. 
Not, yes, yes, and and that uh -huh. that and that that looks um, differently in many areas. I mean, even in something like say HR um, nowadays, um, a lot of the even things like resumes, resumes are are are, are scanned and filtered um, through AI and makes it much easier for HR professionals to spot who the best candidates are. But all right, but let me jump into the second one, um, and I kind of already. Um, spoke a little bit about chat GPT, but one of the things that makes me excited is in terms of like things like content creation. Um, mm -hmm. I, I believe chat GPT can help to generate revenues, not only for the persons who developed the AI itself, but even for businesses that use this technology to, to create content. So whether it be that they're creating content for say marketing or advertising, you know, advertising or resumes or business plan, whatever it is, um, I think companies can um, reach their target audience um, more effectively. And, and as I said, because of the whole productivity, you're also able to lower your cost. So if you think about it, um, if you're lowering your cost, but also have the opportunity to increase your revenue, then your profitability mm -hmm. um, is impacted positively, which is a big deal. So that would be the second thing. That's yeah. awesome for the company, but I can hear all my content creator friends out, out there screaming, I'm losing my job. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm coming to that in another question, but I'm listening to the benefits that you're pointing out. And they are real because companies, private sector can say, yeah, man, our profitability will increase over time because you can reduce these costs. But mm -hmm. there's always another side to the story. So let me not preempt some of right. the next topic that we'll discuss in terms of the some of the risks. So, so you can go ahead with your All third right. with your third um, point that gets right. You excited. Right. So the third one would be um, where it levels. Um, I would say level the playing field um, for businesses, and I'm thinking more of the kind of like the small businesses, the startups, and for persons, um, it also levels the field for I would say people who generally just don't have the resources. So the poor. Um, class, if you want to call it that, who generally um, wouldn't have access to, to AI technology, they now have it. Um, you know, for instance, let's let's talk about ChatGPT again. You know, you only, in, in Jamaica, we have smartphones. Everybody have a smartphone. As a matter of fact, if you go in the inner city, a lot of the persons in the inner city have two or three smartphones. So, so the phone isn't the issue. Um, maybe it might be that they need to get service. No. Um, I believe um, you know persons could go uh, by credit, put the data on their phone, and and use a tool like ChatGPT to do productive work. The money that they get, they you know they pay for their their monthly um, Wi-Fi service, whatever internet, and through that they they know have a business. They have a way that they can make money, and I just think this makes me excited. <laughs> so so I would say not only those who are historically or, or in the past who would have had this technology now um, persons you know from any strata of society can can use this resource so that those would have been my three that gets me excited okay so persons from any strata in society you're saying has access um mm -hmm. to to any technology the smartphone indeed opens mm -hmm. a gateway to almost any any kind of app or AI mm -hmm. that, that is available. Um, but I, I listened to that um, potential benefit, 
or mm -hmm. possibility. And I wonder about how it goes against the second point you made about the private sector being able to use and leverage AI themselves. Mm -hmm. So would, you know, the small man, the individual really have, you know, a leg up or a differentiated opportunity to, to make money using I, I AI? That is an excellent question. So let me tell you where, where, where I'm heading with that. So don't think necessarily the, the person who is just starting or competing necessarily with the established businesses. Where I want you to think is starting out like a freelancer. You know, you can, you're up work, if I was, these kind of things. Um, where one of the benefits, and I to say this now, but one of the benefits for the pandemic is that persons recognize that they could use tools like Zoom and Microsoft Teams, all these kind of things. Mm -hmm. And what has happened with technology now is that there's a lot of remote work that is taking place. And so what 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 I'm pushing to say is that individuals now can work as freelancers um, anywhere, and uh, again, it's, it's it's just a matter of recognizing the time, understanding where technology is. No, as as you get more, um, you know, as you develop more as a as, as a freelancer, you may decide to start your own small business and try to compete with other companies. But 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 the, but what I'm saying is, no, I do believe persons can make a good living, um, starting off small, maybe as a freelancer, and then moving up the ranks. So, okay, yeah. got you, got you. All right. So mm -hmm. you described some of the benefits and the possibilities, and I think they're clear, you know, that there are, you know, when it comes to automation, data entry, come on, there's so many things that AI can do for us. But mm -hmm. there are those who perceive great risks when it comes to AI, the replacement of human capital for one, which I mean, is is, is a, a consequence of automation, right? Mm -hmm. And in terms right. of education, the dumbing down is what I call it, of the youth who will have it too easy. And there are, you know, stories out there about people using chat GPT to do their essays, to do, you know, I hear the writers complaining um, about feature writing and so on, but forget that for a second. Um, we're, we're talking about also students who use chat GPT to do their essays, so they're not really developing the skills to to really do critical thinking in the construction of their writing for an essay because of the opportunities that that particular app provides. How do you see these risks and, and, and how can we address them? All right. So, so again, excellent question. All right. So let, so the first one in terms of replacing of human capital, I'll touch that and then I'll go into education and, and the risk. All right. So in terms of the first one, um, yes, there is going to be job loss. Yes, there's going to be job displacement. Um, even OpenAI, which, you know, is a company um, that where you know where ChatGPT was was developed, um, they and University of Pennsylvania came out with a study to show that yes, um, eighty percent of even the the U.S. workforce could have at least um, ten percent of their tasks been affected by these kind of um, GPT systems. Right now, um, one of the things that came out of the study was that they believe you know the highest exposure to these um in terms of job loss displacement would um 
it would fall in, you know, persons like, uh, say, mathematicians, you know, people who prepare tax, you know, as you said, writers, um, people who do like web designing, journalists, legal secretaries. So you mentioned a few of them, right? So those would be um, persons who would be at most at risk, let me put it that way. Um, but then, you know, persons who I, I would co consider to be those who, you know, probably still are in that creative space, but um, they put a premium on what they do. So they found like maybe graphic designers may be that um, at risk because again, you know, they, that, that they're creative geniuses and they put their um, spin on things. You know, people who, um, even though marketing might get a hit, but maybe those who are in the more marketing strategy area of marketing, they will not necessarily see that kind of hit. So there's a differentiation even in certain departments. No, and and it kind of um, makes sense because if you remember my first point when I was talking about what makes makes exciting and we're talking about automating and repetitive tasks, what I was saying is that the areas that are repetitive or you know you find the AIs would quickly be able to to do things like that but the one the, the more complex are the uh, are areas that require um creativity um more creativity those would be the ones where it wouldn't be that easy and i would say um even if ai comes into this space you can still be at a premium so i'll give an example an artist who learns to use ai can because of how they have been trained, I believe their work would even be better. And now, a word from our sponsors. John John, I know you in there. I want to when lights come back. I know Pinky this time. Akeisha. Keisha, just like me tell Pinky. Give GPS your number and then we'll send your text with them things there. So you can't stop, knock my door. What you mean? DM or call JPS and tell them to add your phone number to your account and you will know everything all the time. You're not for us. Send your current contact information and always be in the know. Visit jpsco.com for more info. Searching for a one-stop solution to all your facilities maintenance needs? Visit Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center. We stock a wide range of COVID-19 washroom, cleaning and other supplies, gardening tools, chemicals, and more. Our experts are always ready to give you the best advice. Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center, 14 Collins Green Avenue, Kingston, Freeport Commercial Center, Montego Bay, and 33 Ward Avenue, Mandeville. Visit or call us today, 876-920-47215. Welcome back to our podcast. I can recall some of our multilaterals, IDB and World Bank, some of those organizations, when they refer to the future of work, they talk about AI being a natural, an automation being a natural thing as we continue to develop new technologies and so on. Mm -hmm. And it they 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 I I guess their encouragement to the human capital or to the workforce is that you have to you have the opportunity to do more complex things. So the yes. routine automated things, you know, they're entering the same data here every day. And that's just a, a, an example. There are other ways, other things that are routine, but they point to the complexity of work and that you will now have an opportunity as a human 
to to do more strategic things i think yes. that's what you're saying and i i mean i i understand it in theory but do you think that's really where it's going to land i do a matter of fact if you if you if you recall when the the internet came about and websites and this and that new roles came about this idea of um web developers and all of these kind of things so um what if and if you think about it you know um now we have we reach a point where we have self-driving cars you know but you know at one point people used to <laughs> ride ride horse you know they ride horses and you have somebody taking care of the horses and stuff and things so over time as automation and, and these various things modernization all these things um have occurred um what we're recognizing is that we're you know we're using more um, less of just, you know the kind of basic um, skills that as you, and, and we're moving towards as you say more complex um, things that we do as humans. So I, I I agree. I think that's where we're going. As a matter of fact, one of the roles coming out of AI right now is this uh, this new term prompt engineering or prompt engineer, which I'll talk to um, I'll talk to it a, a little bit later. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, but I do think that's where everything is heading. That we're going to be using. Um, you know our, our our skills our talents um mm -hmm. to do more complex things yeah okay cool we can talk about prompt engineering in a little bit but i want you to now jump into the education Ed risk. education yeah. exactly so you know as as an educator um as you you know introduced me as a former academic dean um yes education is is obviously some is 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 going to is going to take a, a hit, but it doesn't have to necessarily be looked on as a as a negative thing. So um, yes, um, persons have started to use ChatGPT to do their essays and things like that. So what what that means is that teachers have to know recognize that they have to be smart. So you can't just ask um, just any question that ChatGPT can answer. You may have to ask something like, um, could you write something which is relevant based on what we discussed yesterday? No, I don't know how ChatGPT may help you with that <laughs> um, on a spot. But 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 the point is, um, in the past, a lot of our education has been, oh, you need to memorize this and you know regurgitate and this kind of learning where, again, if we're thinking about what we're talking about here, about complexity and critical thinking, we, we we now need to move from oh just memorize it twelve times like you know what we learned growing up in in, in you know primary school or whatever mm -hmm. prep school um, to know being our, how we can use our human capital um, in 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 a more as I say at a higher level and I think that is so what what that means is our assessments need to change so so for me now. Um, you know, I, I used to also work um, voluntarily with with you know accreditation um, entities while I was academic dean, and I this is this would be one way I would challenge the ac ac accreditation bodies in Jamaica to say, listen, start thinking about new ways of assessment, because the reality is AI, <laughs> it's not going anywhere. I mean, if we are honest, we we're, we're going to recognize it's not going anywhere. Um, what teachers have found is that it makes their curriculum much better. So a lot of teachers right now, there are a lot of studies, even in my book, I talk about a lot of studies now where um, persons are integrating it into the classroom and they're finding that 
it's it's the classroom, um, the teaching, the various things are even better. So, you know, but again, the problem persons tend to have is on the assessment side. So let me talk about the elephant in the room, which is plagiarism, which, you know, that's where it always ends up. Precisely, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, regarding plagiarism, um, one of the things which is interesting is chat GPT, um, generally, it doesn't give you sources. So, you, you know, you, you, you ask it to write on um, something for you, and you say, give me the sources, and it gives the sources, and nine out of 10 times is fictitious sources, which is just ridiculous. Um, I'm sure it's, I'm sure they're going to fix that and, you know, but right now, that's actually, even though it's, it's, it's a problem, it might actually be a good thing because then, you know, if, if persons actually look at your reference page or bibliography or whatever, they would recognize that, yeah, these are not true sources. Um, the other thing too is, because the content from ChatGPT is AI generated, nowadays, you know, you can easily just put that content in some kind of AI content detector mm -hmm. and it would tell you that this was generated by AI. No, understand something, this is Jamaica. We, I know it sounds bad to say this, but we have a lot of scammers. We have a lot of brilliant people and they're going to find ways to beat it. To be consistent, yes. exactly. Mm -hmm. So what ha what happened is they're going to let ChatGPT generate the content, then carry that content to another AI, which is going to change the content so the content looks like a human wrote that content. Dr. And then you're that, giving them you're giving them ideas right now, you know. But carry no, I'm on. sure. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they're doing it already. Okay. I'm sure, All right. I'm sure. All right. But but I'm just saying, you know. So. Again, this is why I'm saying we have to, eventually we have to move from how we're assessing because I think um, persons are going to, if, if people want to cheat, they're going to cheat. Um, yes, we need to have guardrails and put certain mm -hmm. guidelines and things mm -hmm. in there, but I'm just saying um, this is where things are at right now. So, you know, right. I, I agree with you, you know, in terms of if people are going to cheat, they're going to cheat. And the guardrails are important. But what about some of the building blocks of just learning? Um, you talk about memorization and just some of the routine, you know, rudimentary things in education that can be lost, you know. Um, and, and I guess as I'm listening to you, the fact is that some things will be lost. Some things are going to change and... I guess the question is if we're okay with the pace of the change that we're making in the way that we had to become okay with web, be okay with, as you pointed to the horse and car, we have to be okay with a certain level of pollution, but then we've gained convenience. Um, I think that is the the real question. If we're, if we're okay with the pace of the change, that seems inevitable. Right. And, 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 and that's it. I mean, that's where we have to go. But I think, I think, and again, this is why I, I really applaud um, certain institutions that I've seen starting, that have started to grapple with this. Um, just a few weeks ago, I was invited to a debate um, at UTech, and they did an excellent job of just talking about the fact that they think, well, yeah, we we may have to change our assessments. And and there were you know several professors there who said they started to use it. And, and I thought that was helpful. I mean, yes, you're going to always have pushback, but it's also good to 
recognize that there are different perspectives in, in terms of how we approach education. So, you know, I thought that was good. But let me let me address the risk because I know this is what a lot of persons um, would love to um, probably hear me um, address some of the areas. Yes. So, so already we're we're seeing articles written um, concerning. So we we mentioned the idea of job lo loss before, um, but we're now seeing um, persons like Elon Musk now who is um, possibly going to sue OpenAI because he he believes that um, ChatGPT is biased, politically mm -hmm. biased. It was trained mm -hmm. with that kind of data. So um, that is one of the things we need to think about in terms of drawbacks that as you train these models, um, it depends on the data. So if the data is biased, then the output, is, you know, whatever your input is going to eventually come out is going to be output. Eh? Um, then also we have to think about things like privacy, you know, um, you know, how how is it that it's going to protect us from certain things? Now, um, ChatGPT, um, they, came out with the GPT-4 model a few weeks ago. And one of the things that it will be able to do now is image generation. Now think about it. This, this thing already has the power to do text um, generation, content creation, all that kind of stuff. And now image generation. Mm. So it, it literally can um, do what we saw a few weeks ago where there was this um, deep fake um, thing with um, Trump being arrested and nothing like that happened. But you know, if you can generate an image and you write some content, and can you just imagine this kind of um, deep fake and all of the things that can come out of this? And unfortunately, again, um, people are going to use, you know, with tools, you can use it for good or for bad. And unfortunately, I'm sure that you're going to have some scammers. And again, I know I'm on air, but I'm sure persons are going to want to use it for bad. But we have to, again, just try to see how we can put certain framework um, whether it be legal framework, policy framework, you know, ethical frameworks in place to 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 counter some of these things. And um, so let's so let's think about um, starting back with what I mentioned about bias. If we're thinking about combating, say, um, bias, then I think we're going to need to create, you know, algorithms that, um, you know, we might need to know, maybe know a little bit more about them, um, ensure that they are that these uh, developers or creators are a little bit more transparent with how these things work. So we can somewhat try to um, secure um, some of these things. Um, as we also talk about data privacy, I think, again, need to have um, regulations in place to protect um, persons um, from things like deep fake. Mm -hmm. um, I think in terms of job loss, um, even though we mentioned it earlier, I didn't talk about the idea of upskilling. I mean, we saw the the article yeah. re recently about um, persons in the you know BPOs and stuff like that are now you know fretting <laughs> that, that they're that they're yes. at risk. But, yes, but yes. I I responded I responded to in the newspaper to say, listen, what it means is that we need to upskill and reskill, and this is something we need. To talk about we need to you need to upskill so all right so yes they are in this industry but yes you can also train them um to be more efficient earlier i talked about the fact that you have chatbots who are doing some of these um customer customer inquiry stuff so so you need to now think of all right how can i provide premium service to 
um, to those who call me. Um, that's one of the ways I would say um, we need to be thinking strategically. And then lastly, what I would be saying, what I would say is um, we also need to think about the ethical implications of these things. And mm -hmm. um, again, I did mention about policies and regulations, but certainly some of the consequences that can come from um, these kind of um, AIs is, is pretty troubling. Um, I mean, many of us would have saw an open letter a few weeks ago, um, kind of asking for them to pause um, the development of systems greater than GPT-4. You know, the problem yes, with that is, yes. the, the problem that with, yeah, the problem with that is I didn't think it was out of, like for instance, and I'll, just, I'll say it on here, I, I don't mind saying this. I don't believe Elon Musk was upfront. I think he was trying to serve himself um, because he was buying time. So, you know, even though he was someone who created OpenAI, he left in 2018 because of conflicts of interest, but he has now created an AI company which will rival OpenAI, it's called X. And now he's talking about um, farming, um, having this thing called Truth GPT. So the point is, in one sense, he's asking to pause something, but then he's also coming out with his own. So you have to understand in this space that don't think because you are thinking that, you know, everybody in this space are trying to be ethical and of a certain bent, that that is where everyone is at. I'd say, no, we, we can't be naive in this space. And um, unfortunately, people are using this for, um, you know, revenue generation and, and wealth generation. And so you have to also put that in the mix. So just wanted to throw that out. Um, yeah. You know, I'm glad you raise that point about ethics because that I think is the profound concern that society may have and our listeners may have when it comes to AI because in the world, in our in our Jamaica, there are problems, you know. Um, people will choose to be unethical and choose to be self-serving and choose to be corrupt. But when that happens at a certain scale, um, it's bad enough. But when the system is designed to be corrupt, and literally <laughs> no system meaning um, uh, uh, some technology is designed to be corrupt or to have a bias, then we have a larger problem, I think. And so the point about ethical regulations, I think, is well made. And I want to go into how prepared Jamaica is for AI, the benefits that we can gain, and also... The, the risk that we would need to address, but we are out of time. So I'm wondering if you'd be able to join us again to go into that section of a discussion about Jamaica and more about your book that not only speaks about chat GPT, but 250 other technologies that we could really get into. So can I ask you again, Dr. Campbell, to join us on another edition of Impacting Jamaica? I would love to do that. Great, thank so you. allow me to thank you for sharing with us so far. It's been enlightening um, talking about the benefits and what you're excited about, the risks, because we really need to go into it with our eyes wide open and be able to leverage what is there for us to leverage. So thank you for being with us and we will join you again soon. It was my pleasure, thanks, bye. Impact in Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited. The Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Kyramed, and Proven Investments Limited. 
If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.